finale of the White Lotus season two just aired. Um, hold, on, we... hold, on, hold on, hold on. Do you make sure that everything, all the mics are good? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. You you just have to cut that beginning. Jeez, man. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cut that. Man, oh. man the whole the whole flow's messed up now. Fuck. Sorry. Ah. I just want to make sure. Okay. All right. All right. Horrible. All right. Let's. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All righty. So, White Lotus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you good, man? I'm good. No, it's just making me think of like the chug chug bug thing for chug, some chug reason. Chug bug. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. The White Lotus season two finale just aired. We're here to talk about it. Um, first things first. We all made some predictions. I think. The only thing that matters about having a podcast is having documented proof of being right or wrong about these things. Yes. That's that's all we're doing this for. Um, I had yes. been imagining the moment for weeks when I could go back and put a compilation of all the things I, I predicted right about the show together and, and post it on Instagram. And I will be the first to say I was wrong about everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's talk about our death predictions. Uh, well, first Not off, the rest of us though. The rest you of the you office, had one. The rest of us were a little bit correct. <laughs> and Sean had his whole theory that was awesome, and that that ended up being really? mostly right. It seems we never got really definitive proof of what their yeah, plan was. I, yeah, that's true. Pretty spot I on. I think though. so. Pretty. Yeah, I mean, I think what you had was, I mean, like it made more sense than them just killing her. I think that is. Uh, I mean, I I liked your idea better than what she might have been paranoid of. Um, yeah, so I think a few weeks ago we were talking about this, and I was like, we were just talking about like who the dead people could be, and I was like, yeah, there's no way they're all, like, they're just spread out across multiple plot lines. Like, that would be crazy if it was just a bunch of, like, random characters. Like, they have yeah. to all be, like, contained in the same space. And I was right. But then when you, when you threw the question at us last week about who we thought was dead, I just... I did not go with my initial thought process, and I just went with Ethan, Albie, and Greg, and I was 0 for 3. It's true, it's true. You, you should have stuck to your guns from several weeks ago. I didn't think of it, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for the question, I didn't, I didn't have my ideas prepared, but now it's, it's forever written in stone that I was very, very wrong. Yeah. Who, who did like I, I have? You had, have you... you had Cameron, Dominic, and Greg. Yeah, so okay. I'm the only one who had... I, I was one for three. I had Tanya, and then Ethan, and Albie. But yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, we all were really going for the multiple plot lines, multiple deaths. <laughs> yeah, but looking back, it, it would have been it would have been weird to just have every plot line of, like, rich people arguing <laughs> and with a murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have been too much. Well, we, 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 <laughs> way more reasonable and realistic to, like, the plot lines that were going on. We went as so far to like do like a fighters tier list because we expected there to be like multiple like brawls in this episode, like yeah. multiple plot lines would just end in like just massive fights. Um, all right, blood dead everywhere. We also we all got the uh, Giuseppe going postal wrong, which I actually, as the episode is going, was what really do you mean? We all? I was never on Giuseppe going postal. Oh, don't yeah. don't include me in we all. I was yeah, when he walked right. in. I was like, yes. Yes, it's happening! Yeah. It's happening! I, was, yeah. and we can, I guess it's kind of like there's not much to say about it, so I'll say it now. 
but like I really thought while Mia was like finishing up her song, it was gonna be like one of those just like some random he busts in and just starts <laughs> shooting up the place and kills like Albania. Like, I thought he was gonna just go crazy. But that was like your final path way to going three for three. That was. That was almost <laughs> my pathway. It would have been good if a straight bullet hit deep in two. And I really would have been right on the nose. Not not only were we wrong about these, but my the TikTok I posted of all of our death predictions is like now starting to get like a ton more views because I guess people are like looking at White Lotus stuff after the finale. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's 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 uh it's very apparent to the world at the moment that that we were wrong. Um so we've got that going for us, but we were right, like I said, about Tanya plotline. Kudos to you, uh, Sean. Definitely. Good call on that. Uh, let's jump into the plotlines, or any last thoughts? Were there any other theories I, I missed? I, I called the Lucia stuff with uh, her getting money out of it at the end. Yeah. That was my, my main prediction about that plotline. That the- Albie was going to... Which was like, it was kind of uncanny. Like, literally, he just asks for money. To the wire to her, and he does it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Where are we starting? Okay, let's start with the two couples, Ethan and Harper, and Cam and Daphne. Um, so one, all right, we 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 talked about this last week, and we were wondering, like, did they did uh, Cameron and Harper actually do anything when they go upstairs, or was it like Harper's like plan? Was she just messing with Ethan? Something turns out they 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 did probably do something who was who, yeah who was who said they would and who said they wouldn't i remember it was split between you guys i said they didn't because i thought she was like doing it to mess with them mm-hmm. yeah i knew i i definitely thought that they did and they clearly did the question i think it's nice that it's it's kind of open to interpretation as to how far it went it's whether or not you take harper at her word but um yeah now we know for sure they at least did something <laughs> I thought about it more afterwards, and I think what eventually swayed me towards thinking that they did do something was just that Cameron lied about everything when Ethan confronted him. Like, lied about, like, taking his pants off of in front of Harper in episode one or whatever it was. But, I mean, if, yeah. he, if he lied about that, he probably is lying about other things, and also just uh, the hand touching her leg at dinner beforehand uh, in episode yeah. four or whatever that was. So, yeah. Um Still a funny yeah, sequence I'll... of events. Um, so, um, <laughs> I love like, the... One thing I wanted to talk oh, about real quick in the morning. So, like, when they first wake up in the morning, I thought this was interesting. When we see Daphne talking on the phone to her kids, mm-hmm. and and Cam is, like, slow to get to the phone, and he kind of has a look on his face when she, like, asks him to come talk to the kid. Right. And I think that also subtly supports... I thought the exact same thing. That, um... So that that, that she had that kid with her trainer, whoever, when she talked about that with Harper in, like, episode four. Um, I think that is supported slightly by that, because he probably just, like, knows deep down that it's, like, not his kid. And so he's, like, reluctant about that child. I love that. I I thought the same thing, and I love that moment from a writing standpoint. It's just like perfect use of show don't tell. Like we we don't need to bring up that storyline again. It's not central to the plot, but you can give a little hint at it by just facial expressions. And I thought that was excellent. Yeah, totally. And they do a lot of show don't tell this episode, which I like. Yeah, I thought yeah. they did a good job with it. I love that. 
Um, I love the scene at breakfast where they're like just sort of casually brushing everything off, and Cam's just like talking about like this like story, like some some something happened at someone's work, I guess, where like someone threw yogurt at their assistant, and he's just like, "This is assistant, who cares?" Um, Yeah, Harper just calls him an idiot. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, that was funny. Harper was on some demon time. Like I thought she was running on demon time, and I thought she was gonna go crazy this episode a little bit. Yeah, just from that opening uh dialogue exchange between them um and Ethan was going pretty crazy too with like him waking up and imagining the sex and just like oh my god he's just like yeah we we got another Ethan rant where he's like I didn't lie you lied and she like it's like well how how do you know and he's like because I don't lie it was it was great from him she really got him there I don't like I love what she's just like, that doesn't make any sense when, when he, like, accuses her of, like, the, the, the idiot scene, or, or the scene where she calls Cameron an idiot, and he's, like, getting sussed out about that, because I, I was thinking there, like, if I heard her say that, to me, that wouldn't indicate that they had had sex. I don't know, because that sort of reminded me of, like, their, their conversations and, like, the way she was feeling early in the season, and I was thinking, like, oh, maybe she's just, like, back to, like, being tired of, like, this guy's bullshit. And because she does say, like, she thinks he's disgusting, and, like, realistically, she probably does. And if anything, yeah. I would I would have been happy that she's, like, back to that. Yeah, totally. And she was, like, definitely... She definitely doesn't like Cameron as a person, and def- has a lot of disdain towards him. But I, it's, it's just, you know, whatever she did is, is, is dissociated from that. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a tool for her to be satisfied however she wanted to. All right, and then, okay, so she admits it to him. Ethan marches down to the beach. Uh, this was the scene where I thought Ethan would end up dead and in the water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me too, yeah. They, like, big fight scene, they get separated, and Cameron just fucking laughs it off. <laughs> he just goes back to relaxing. What is yeah. with this guy? <laughs> I know, yeah. He just like takes it in stride. This chaos that he probably—it's probably like a big a theme in his life where he has these chaotic moments because he's just such a douche, mm. um, and he's just used to it. He probably had never seen Ethan confront him either. Mm-hmm. So in a way, he's kind of amused, he's proud of his little bro, the nerdy, yeah, the nerdy little bro killing Adam. Uh, it was a pretty close fight, though. I don't know. It was. Ethan, he got Ethan the punch him. off. Ethan, yeah. We're gonna go into a five minute like fight analysis here. Yeah. Or... We 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 are not. Okay. I'm still interested. So I was. There are times in the season where I thought maybe Cameron was after his money, but he seems to just be kind of an asshole at the end of the day. Yeah. Like yeah, just trying to mess money. with him. Because he yeah. did. He did end up. Right. So. so I guess that was one thing where we were sort of hoping for more of a a revelation in this episode i was a little disappointed by that because it kind of does make you wonder like why why did this whole trip happen why did he want this yeah exactly it's it's strange it's the i mean he definitely wanted to get him to invest but it's probably just like it's not that he needed the money but it's just feeding he just needed to like strengthen the relationship as well yeah Hmm. but i guess yeah we so one thing we skipped over was Ethan and Daphne. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, 
And another thing that's left open to interpretation, but I think we can assume that something happened between them and maybe it was a similar thing that yeah that I... claims happened with her and Cameron or it went further. But it also and I think it also shows Daphne's coping mechanism with Cameron's behavior and how she just does what she has to do to feel better about it. Yeah, and I yeah, I agree. I think Ethan did the same. I think they like hooked up on that island and that's why they I know they he thought they were even and that's why he was like good with Harper at the end. Yeah, totally. Another thing I thought was kind of weird was I was wondering if maybe he told Harper that he may have done something with Daphne because when they go they cut to dinner with them and they're both sitting at the table and Harper's kind of like crying. Um, she has like a tear running down her face and I felt like it didn't really make sense for her to be that way from where their previous conversation left off. Like he, she said, she said to him that like, she tried, she explained, you know, her story and then he storms off to go fight Cameron, but then we don't see them interact after that. So I'm not sure it's like what discussion they had that would cause her to start crying again. Um, and it made me think that maybe he told her about it. Um, and they are just going with that. Maybe she's expecting a continued conflict at that point. Maybe, I mean, she knows about the fight. She probably expects something to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, it's it's clear at the end when, like, Daphne's looking at Cameron's, like, bruise on his face that, that, uh, that she seems to know what happened, so... I mean, totally, it, that yeah. couldn't have just, like, gone unaddressed, but... Maybe yeah, it's just like a, just like yeah. boys being boys, and it's like maybe Harper thinks something's gonna be made about it, but it's just back to normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, all parties definitely moved on, and um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it's like another reason why I thought she may know that Ethan may have done something with Daphne was just because when they before they have sex, Ethan and Harper, she says to him, "What's gonna happen with us?" And I didn't know again why because it's been a, a lot of time has passed so i don't know if maybe they just were still like uh she could tell ethan was being distant or something after they, their conversation that we last saw them have or i thought maybe there was something more to it it's open-ended but definitely thought that it was curious her 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 reaction so i mean i guess do, i mean do you guys see Ethan and Harper, sort of the whole thing being is like maybe for the 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 longevity of their relationship, maybe they're going to like silently like move towards being like how Cameron and Daphne are. Yeah, like I definitely gonna... uh, this like season is them kind of evolving into the same relationship that they were like making fun of at the beginning, where they were saying like at least we're always honest with each other. I think they are definitely in like the same boat as Cameron and Daphne now. I think I mean yeah. yeah there's that like wisdom Daphne shares where she's just like you can't always be honest. Like mystery is attractive, like something like that, and maybe that. I mean that's sort of like the message there is that they they sort of need that to survive as a couple. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, Just, I think they totally turned into. They, they're basically like on their arc of turning into Cam and Daphne, and you kind of see the the two them sitting now. Like in the beginning of the show, they were very, they didn't sit like a couple, like yeah. a happy couple or a couple that looked happy. 
And then we finally see them in the airport where they're in a sitting physically in a very right. similar way to how Cameron and Daphne are. And they're kind of putting on the show, even though we know that it's much more uh, tenuous relationship underneath. It's sort of uh, sort of pessimistic sentiment by the by the show. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of what they're going for. I mean, yeah, he yeah. has what Mike White had in mind. I watched like the um, the post episode discussion, and it was all Mike White in this one, mm-hmm. and he was saying that like. Well, briefly at the end of his thing, he was saying that the first season was about money and this season's about sex, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting way that he was saying it. Um, I don't quite remember what he said about Ethan and Harper. Um, he does talk about them a bit, but I think like that is kind of what he was going for this season was not just sex, but I mean, but like looking at it for relationships. Mm-hmm. between people and which is di- very different than how season one went i mean there's still i mean there are still themes of money and class in this season and i think um, definitely based definitely. i mean i remember when we first got into this the season we were kind of expecting that it would have it would carry over those themes from the first season where our like initial i think death predictions were like uh the the people of lower class and we sort of thought that okay it's probably gonna end up like like i think we were all thinking okay like something bad's gonna happen to lucia and mia this season that was our initial thought process and i think it was interesting how they i mean we'll get into it more later but they kind of ended up winning (laughs) so sort of like an opposite scenario so that's a good i'm I'm glad you brought that up from mike white yeah totally do you want to jump into tanya any last thoughts on the couples I feel we do Tanya last. Should we? I, I up to you guys. I'm I'm fine with anything. Okay. Good. But sure. Let's end with Tanya. I mean, that is yeah. like the end of the. It, it is. It climax. is kind of the, the climax. Yeah. I think we go to maybe go to like LB. Okay. And and the family. Right. Sure. Sure. So. LB asks for the fifty thousand euros from Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that scene. Is, hilarious how he just sat there he's like i need fifty thousand euros and he just like stared him down it's so really, funny like, he's like so smug he's like i'm gonna save Lucy, i, I was so like, annoyed by him you. in the scene and he just like it was, was terrible he's like i'm gonna help you <laughs> like he's like repeatedly so helping like a broken animal i i'm gonna save you i so hate like, that guy oh my god i just i hate so that funny. guy he's my new Kristen cole yeah, yeah, I <laughs> I also hated him this episode. Um, yeah, I I mean he kind of honestly like he is somewhat more redeemable. Uh, I mean like I don't like despise him. He's I don't think he's like a, he's not like a terrible he's, person. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. really yeah he's really annoying. But like at Extremely. the end when he's in the airport with Portia, which we could make our way there. But I liked that he was like I got played. It's, and he, it also he knows it shows the difference where like the fifty thousand like changed her life forever and he's like ah oh, man just one of those days dang like yeah my dad has 50,000 like, god damn i disagree man, with that's... you guys i i hate that guy like i he <laughs> just i i hate him no because I'm not exactly what you guys just i just not, like particularly likable he's such he's a hypocrite he's annoying he's, <laughs> he's really yeah he's, a, he's okay. annoying he's hypocritical he's smug he guilt trips I mean, he... his dad with this like self-righteous like sense of like feminism that he like clearly doesn't understand 
into giving him $50,000 because he wants to have sex with a woman. Totally. Yeah, I know. That, that's totally true. Like, he's he's not a good... He's yeah, not like it, a, he, a sound person, I guess. His motives are entirely up. driven by sex. And yeah, that's what bothers yeah, me the most yeah. about him. That's and true. It's I mean, he's dressed up. like his father and his grandfather. In that he way. is. And he, like, goes along with basically... He kind of, like, screws over his mom because he's, like hyping his dad in a right. way saying things that didn't happen and he's like his mom who's been like cheated on he's like willing to enable that behavior to have sex with lucia it's, exactly that so, that's true yeah it's he's ridiculous like sacrificing. yeah he's definitely i mean and you were saying charlie just his the hypocrisy in that in his actions and that is a really good showcase of it where he's like i mean throughout the whole season we've seen him being like mom has a right to be mad at you and like, and he's shitting on his dad for because his, he's self righteous. He, he doesn't yeah, care about what happened there. He's just he just wants to like have one up on his dad. Like he wants to show that he's like modern and and understands women better than his dad does or something. I don't like. I he's just an asshole. You you hate him because of the Godfather scene. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it all goes back to that. That, that like, definitely. That, uh, that, that, sure. Don't do that to me. No, <laughs> okay. No, no. He has, he has a lot of hateable. He has a lot of hateable qualities. You're, you're right. He does. No, um, you, you. As I psychoanalyzed Albie, you have just, you have just gotten to the root of me and and plucked <laughs> it out on this podcast. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm very mad. That's in my top five on Letterbox. So. Yeah. Okay. Go in. <laughs> Going to Dominic, do we think has he actually changed? I don't. I'm not sure that he has. No, really. No. I don't I, think he has like at all. Especially, I feel the last scene. Mike White was trying to show that with like him like turning around and like staring yes. at that girl with his dad. Like I, yeah. yeah. And and Mike White, yeah. So in the post episode thing, Mike White explicitly says um, how he'd like to leave the scene where the three DeGrasso men are lo- like looking back and gawking at like a pretty woman. Um, and so I think, and he was saying, and Mike White was like being very explicit, kind of like saying a lot of the, the touching on the thematic points that we've been touching on and saying how it's like three generations of misogyny and how they've like manifested in their three distinct ways. So yeah. I thought that was definitely like a good representation on the similarity yeah. between the characters and how maybe they'll change, but they probably won't. All right. And I, while there wasn't, sorry, while there wasn't a lot for Bert to do this season, some great, great one-liners from him. <laughs> I love the the Achilles cock thing. That was that's like one of the best phrases. It's a great that line. Was so good. That whole scene at dinner was that was so funny. I'm I though I will say I'm a little disappointed and just I wish there was a bit more closure for Dominic and Bert. I think they were kind of. Yeah, and I just a bit, wish they had but... a little bit more screen time this season. I love yeah. those actors, and I love like any scene with the two of them together was like amazing. Exactly. Yeah, they were really great, and I think that their the climax of their relationship was the conversation that they had. Right. I think in the last episode, right? Um, like just really kind of uh, Dominic analyzing himself and his father, and also yeah. like his father's disappointment with their trip to see their relatives, which he mentions in this episode so i think like it would be cool if they went back around to that for like one more great scene between them but that was kind of that was it i think at least we got another laura dern phone call 
I know. We were. <laughs> but yeah. Praise from Michael Imperioli. Two phone calls for like. It's so a weird. Of screen time. Like one of them was one literally, minute. "I'll talk to you later." Um, yeah. yeah, I. I thought she was going to show up, and then we kind of, when he was staring at the picture, I was like, wait a minute, that's not that's Laura not, Dern. No, I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> Definitely not Laura Dern. Like, oh, I, I like, I don't just really, hopefully, maybe if we ever get a, get a hold of Mike White one of these days, we can ask him how much he charged, or how much Laura <laughs> Dern charged him for, like, the one-minute phone it, calls. I feel it. maybe it was, like, a favor, or maybe it was, like, $10,000. It could have been, it was, I think, under... What LB gave to Lucia, I'm yeah. sending like a firm <laughs> under fifty thousand euros. All right, yeah, that's possible. I think it could be over. I th- that's another like thing we definitely missed on was like we spent at least like ten minutes of podcast time like talking about Laura Dern theories and like <laughs> drove like yeah. like yeah. like Albie's gonna die. He's gonna like get into a fight and he's gonna get killed by Alessio and and uh. Lord, and Laura Dern's yeah, that, gonna show up. <laughs> that Instagram post big impact on the podcast. So yeah, yeah I'm there. I'm pretty upset really, at Michael Imperioli for. I am upset as yeah. well, but he definitely messed with us big time. He has good credit with me for the Sopranos, so I won't. I'll let it slide this time. Yeah, that's true. I won't, I won't hold it against them. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anything else for this plot line? Portia and Albie at the end yeah yeah i guess like, it's the other it's hilarious right. that they like just kind of like after these crazy days they've had they like kind of just completely settle for each other it's like you know this wasn't that bad yeah they do they both do totally i liked and lucia I that, was a, that was a good ending for both of their plot lines yeah. um I, in terms of like it made sense that that's where they would end up where didn't i say they, they would end up back together that's something i said that you i did. got right you did. Yeah, i you did, did say Yes. I I was like, oh yeah, and they'll just sort of like go in a loop of their problems forever. Yes, you do. You totally said that. Let's and go. Yeah, that, you can you can get a win that, on that. That's a clip. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if there's not anything else, we could talk a little bit about Valentina and Mia, which was actually one of probably like the happiest ending to a plot line, totally. I think. Yeah. That this we relationship, they, they like both understood that it was transactional, and they both kind of like got what they were looking for. Yeah, they both won out. I think I'm really happy for Valentina, and it seems like Mia is helping her um, be comfortable with her sexuality, which is a great thing. And yeah, it was nice. To, it was very different from last season, the season one, where the hotel manager just straight up dies, and yeah, <laughs> like this, they're, they're all the, and I mean. Just like the lower class people are subject to the worst of the outcomes, but in this case, it wasn't so much that. Yeah, so, but there was a little um, bit where um, I thought that Valentina was gonna. I can't. I think it's Isabella. I thought he, she was like not gonna help her, but she was just fully willing. She like got over it, helped them out, uh, pulled off the weird voice old Italian guy. So yeah, great, yeah. great showing <laughs> from her this episode. Yeah, I was worried about that too, but I was really relieved to see Isabella be happy in the end too. The, the Salvatore scene was hilarious. Her just like roasting over the middle of the lobby, but um, I know, yeah. I I, I like that they didn't show her like being angry with um the other receptionists, and she was she was nice to them. She was nice to Mia. It seems like Mia actually like deserves to be singing there. 
Totally. I'm mad about Giuseppe, but yeah, that's I wish okay. Seen some more Giuseppe action. I bet he'll I mean, be in hey, season three. Maybe, There's still yeah, stories to tell there. He said they'll hear from him, so yeah, and maybe he'll come back. <laughs> you don't say that and not like have like a spinoff. I know, totally. This is gonna be White Lotus Giuseppe, and just like him <laughs> going White Lotus, White to White him Lotus, playing, playing, playing the, the piano, piano, going home. Yeah, maybe we'll have like a, a secret double life as an assassin or something, and we'll get some of that violent Giuseppe that we've been that we were begging for. <laughs> Everyone was begging for it, man. It wasn't just us. Everyone wanted that. That's Everyone true. in the world. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You want to jump into? Nope. Go. Tie in Lucia real quick or Lucia. Um, yes. Because yeah, she she got away with her plan as expected. Um, I I this is exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. Um, she did it cleanly. I thought she would have like left them a note. But clearly, she just like she, really didn't care. <laughs> I think no, she felt like a little bit, a little bit bad, but like not really anything no, not serious. Really yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, wonder. I mean, do you guys don't think she was regretful of that? You you don't think? That? Uh, I think no. she was a little bit maybe for hurting his feelings, but I like think she realized that the money did make a difference to them. And to be honest, yeah. it's really on LB because she never actually. Okay, she kind of hinted at it and knew what she'd do, but he is the one that just said, like, I'm going to help you. Like, she never yeah. actually asked for money. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if she thought she would get, like, $50,000 because... No, she probably thought she would get, like, five grand or yeah, something. Yeah, I think, I think the same. She probably thought she'd get, like, five, maybe ten grand, so... Um... Yeah, and she it was so funny. I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe they had, like, an off-screen conversation about an amount or something like that. Uh, but she really didn't have to do much work. Albie just played himself most of the time. Um, and I know I we talked about Albie. What did he think was going to happen? She was going to decide, like, okay, you've given me this money. I'm going to fly to L.A. with you. Like, I don't know what he thought was going to go on. I know. <laughs> yeah, he just had such a strange view of, like, this relationship that uh-huh. he thought he had with Lucia. Last thing I was wondering about Valentina is do we I mean you guys said it was a happier plot line, but do you guys I, I feel like what they sort of had there at the end was not sustainable. Like her employing someone who is like previously like a prostitute at the hotel because they had sex and then like like Giuseppe like knowing this and probably would like have I like I feel like the White Lotus as an establishment would not be okay with this. Yeah. Like I, mean, I can't imagine they get away with it. <laughs> It might not end well, but for now they're happy. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Maybe nothing will come of it. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, it's it's not like I mean, like maybe Mia loses the, the piano job, but she's still like banking on those like nice clothes with Lucia. And worst yeah. worst case for Valentina is she gets to quit this job that has clearly like reclused her for all these years. So. Oh, one thing I wanted to look back in episode one. So the two, because they were obviously we see them walking at the very end of the show. Mm-hmm. And they see, the, you know, the guy who was quote unquote Alessio and his like his friend or like like basically doorman for like some shop or something. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering because we saw them. There's a in the opening one of the opening scenes of of, of like that was introducing the characters in episode one. They're walking like down a similar street, and I'm wondering if they see them like the same guys. And another thing is that um, Mia at the very beginning of the show is upset about some guy in her life, and I'm wondering if that guy might have been Alessio? Because she says a name, 
and I just don't remember I, I don't what the think name so, because I feel like if she was so mad with someone, they wouldn't have just, like, got him to be in the scheme. I think it was just, like, a friend that they said, we'll pay you, like, a little bit if you help us yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, yeah, it totally could just be that. I but think it was just... I, I was thinking about that when I saw them walking, um, you know, at the end of there. Oh, just about her arc of, like, gaining, like, self-confidence and independence, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's a good thing for her. She, yeah, she has, like, one of the best outcomes, I think, of all the characters in the show. Just because she's, like, getting to live out her dream and is, you know... Mm-hmm not a privileged person in the first place so she's you know she's getting good things out of life <sighs> all right let's let's get into it with tanya all right um the, the big sean prediction was pretty spot on right because one thing i didn't get i thought it was gonna be that they wanted to like catch tanya cheating i didn't think it would be like a murder i didn't know greg had that in him but well yeah I it, thought it was going to be a it murder. It still could have been. That. You think they were going to murder her? I am 100%. Oh, I... Yeah, definitely. And she said, like, on the phone to Portia, like, if she dies, then their prenup is, like, void. And, she, like, uh, Greg gets however much money he's entitled to. And How I could they have gotten away with like that, that, though? Well, I, I guess it would have been on a boat. And, uh, I don't know. They played as a boating accident. They say it was. The mob guy. I don't know if the show cared that much about the specifics, but I think it was like very clearly a. Uh... Yeah, and I think like even either way, like I think um, if she dies, it might not matter if she was murdered. I mean, I think it would have been. It probably was hard to connect um, to connect Greg to these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though that's true. Have that picture and whatever, but it, they're clearly mob affiliated. Like and we 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 should actually talk about Jack and Portia a bit here before we dive too much into Tanya. But Jack implies, you know, um, that they're Very really powerful. powerful, right? So, um, you know, they they could have gotten away with it. I, essentially, I feel like they they could get away with it. Right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I was kind of reading it as like it was sort of her paranoia was leading her to think that, but it could have actually just been like the cheating thing. Because why else would they have had? them have sex i think just to make uh, her think, comfortable with him i think really. they probably also mm. felt a little bit guilty because if i had read on on twitter i saw someone who speaks italian when tanya walks into that conversation one of the other gays was was saying something and quentin said i think in italian we still need to go through with it so i, I don't think they're like evil people really well they are but <laughs> yeah I don't think they, like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, they're I guess. just like trying to get money out of her by killing her. By killing but her. <laughs> just, you know, not objectively very good. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to talk but, about Portia and Jack first, then we can get into the, the climax. Yeah, I think we should. So I mean, there's not much to say about them, I guess. Like it was kind of just Jack was tricking her. She knew. And I uh, for a second at the end thought that Jack was going to kill her. I liked yeah, a little bit. I thought, I thought it was going to be some Silvio driving out into the woods. <laughs> yeah, out the like, car. I I thought that as well. I liked that um, one of her indicators that something was wrong was that Jack didn't have Instagram. Yeah, of all like the other so, signs. That's so funny. It was so funny. Cause it's funny because I'm that kind of person who doesn't have any social media and it's like definitely throws people off. 
I use so, only Instagram, so I liked that, like, not even Instagram line. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I could see, I like that being, like, the one that, like, if you, even if you don't like social media, like, that's, like, the one that you have just to keep up with people. So I, I like yeah, that line. Totally. I, 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 I was a fan of that line. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Good job, Mike White. Yeah, it was, it was, like, so hard to watch, like, her obviously knowing something's up and just being, like, it's so weird that my phone's gone. <laughs> just like yeah. keeping up with that stuff. But um, yeah, that was really it was a funny interaction between them. Yeah, like, it's it's funny because she ended up being okay. Um, and I think it kind of makes you feel really bad for Jack because he's just like tied up in some terrible shit. Probably he's, not like, anymore. Not in a good position. I think he like still is. I think that's why he leaves her there because he probably has well, to go back. Well, they they all died though. That's true. Okay. Unless sure, you think there's enough. like so a yes, bigger they, connection they're a part of. I yeah, I would think like he is probably in deeper than just the uncle. And I mean it's open to interpretation, like we can never know, but I feel like I mean he obviously thinks that the like the Quentin will still be alive because he thinks their plan is gonna work. So which is why he's like pretty somber at the end. Um I mean like maybe it gives him an opportunity to get out of that life. Um, but I feel like if he could just get out and then why wouldn't he just like get on a plane with her or some, I mean, not that he, I guess they don't have money, but yeah, but, I don't think, you know, I mean, if he has reason. an opportunity, you know, I like her, uh, she gets him with the, so you fuck your uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's when, especially like his reaction to that, obviously like he knew his cover was blown, I guess. And, but he, he didn't really, re- he reacted in an, more of a disturbing way, I guess. Um, and yeah. I maybe think that it, something bad was going to happen. Yeah. My favorite line of the episode was Tanya saying, I didn't have the heart to tell you, but he was fucking his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, they were naked and like having sex. So like, <laughs> my favorite my favorite Tanya bit of the episode was, do you know these gays? Like, the, oh my God. He do said you know these gays? <laughs> yeah. Do you know these gays? Do you speak English? No, no, no. Do you know these gays? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like so funny and oblivious and just like, okay. oh my god. I think I want to talk a little bit about the um, the actual final scene where she kind of became like, I guess, Tanya Wick. <laughs> oh my god, yes. For a little exactly bit. what I was thinking. I was, so, I knew she was gonna get the gun, it was so, I loved how they shot it, of her just, like, crying as she was shooting through the five guys, and I thought, I, like, now that I've sat on a bit, I thought, like, the decision to, I thought Quentin would do some, like, kind of final, like, admitting what happened or anything, but he just, like, died. Well, she didn't ask the right question. She did so ask, like, a stupid question. She <laughs> asked her, like, did he cheat on me? <laughs> it's so perfect. It was so perfect for her. Is Greg oh, having an affair? <laughs> like, you amazing. know? It was so funny, my God. Yes, Still, like, not like, quite sure what's happening, I guess. Like, after her husband tries to murder her, is he having an affair? After yeah. she's killed four people off of, like, an assumption of conspiracy, she's still just like, oh, I'm not God. really sure, like, what's happening here? Can there you explain was... this to me? <laughs> yeah, there is a little bit where I thought there'd be some reveal at the end that they actually, like, didn't want to kill her. But, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm yeah. really happy the way they totally. ended it. I mean, what a terrible death. 
for her. No, this is the oh, perfect the Tanya time. death. The perfect oh, Tanya oh, death. Oh. Like she could jump in the water. She could try to find a ladder, just like her, like slipping and dodging with the ladder. I don't mean terrible. Heels off. I mean her terrible, in like a like a painful way. <laughs> like it was perfect. No, 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 no. it was it. It was great. There was no like ladder to the boat, but where the guy, the guy who she didn't kill, who which I thought was also funny, she like tried to shoot him, just like cold blooded like shot in the back, but it, it, there was no no more bullets left. But that guy jumped from what looked like would have been like a step ladder and down, and she just and she's like right next to that where she's like, oh, I gotta jump for this boat. Oh my god, it's literally like the quickest like Tanya Wick to Stormtrooper. <laughs> like run like i've ever seen i mean just that was like a ama- an amazing transition for her yeah and i think i overestimated her the last episode in my like little spiel about what i thought was happening i thought she was gonna like outsmart them but not really i guess it kind of like she needed the porsche phone call to put it together so it's just like dropping her phone in the water was another funny thing that she did just like oh, oh my God. yeah and oh, and then she when be, she was trying to be like a little, a little sly. Like yeah, was, it was like, so running, funny. They could all see her through the window, the where she would like yeah. walk around the corner, didn't realize there was a window, and just started sprinting. So funny. It's it's gonna be a different show without her. Because I was so sure. That's why I didn't really predict this. I thought she was just gonna be on the show forever. That's that's another thing. So I've been I was telling a couple people who also watch the show that I think she's gonna die, and they were saying to me. No, she's like signed on for season three or something. So yeah, that's know. what I had read. Yeah. So maybe they just said that so that they didn't reveal that she died. Or and then I was like, and I, but my, so I still thought, I mean, I've always thought she was going to die. So I'm just thinking that maybe they'll go like a, a little back in time to, I mean, she'll probably, I, mean, I don't think they're going to make her look younger or anything, but it'll still be Jennifer Coolidge just like, you know, prior to season one. I don't want twin to sister that. or something. Why do that would be really funny if she why not just end it with the season where she dies like i don't i don't want to see like her like a couple years earlier because now i feel like we've already seen her story's ending i don't i don't need to see another chapter unless it's like an early chapter i would i wouldn't mind seeing a younger actress play her in like her 20s or something in like a period yeah i agree i think they said that they want the next one to be in asia i don't think this is going to be a period piece it feels like something that's like a very modern show Okay, yeah, another thing in the post-episode Mike White interview, he says that in season three, he wants to look at death and spirituality. Yeah, Eastern spirituality and religion. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So I'm curious. So like you said, I didn't know they were going to try and do the next one in Asia. So that'll be interesting to see where they go. All right. I'm all for it. I'm glad. I'm glad this is a show that comes out every year because I'm getting tired of shows like making us wait and stuff man like, yeah i know. I, <laughs> I agree <laughs> last question i have so if Kanye's not going to be in the next season and one character on the show is going to be back or one group of characters who would you guys want to be back for season three the most okay i i mean maybe it's just because i'm biased to the actors but i would want the degrasso family like I would also Michael, Michael want them. I was, and then this time they bring Laura Dern and they do a recast. Ooh, that would be sick. They bring in Laura Dern and they bring Portia along. I could see. 
Albion oh, portion. Oh, maybe see, like they're they're engaged now or something. Ooh, I, that could be cool. And yeah, be, that that feels yeah. I would agree with that because I feel like the the two couples I feel is kind of resolved or I like how they concluded yeah. that. So I think yeah, that's what I'd want to see the most. The the Grosso's. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Shane and. God, I can't remember her name from season one. Rachel, yeah, Rachel Alexander. from season one. Oh, Rachel, Alexander yeah. Character. I would love to see them come back. Too. Love to see a follow up from them. I like the idea of seeing Laura Dern in the show, although I've, I'm worried it would be too similar to her role in Big Little Lies. Um, but then I wouldn't mind. I would mind seeing uh, Portia and Albie again, just so I can like confirm my theory from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if I need to see Bert and Dominic back. To be honest, but I, yeah, I would like to see them. I just think they're just such good actors. That's I agree, I but I think I, what I like about this show, though, I think, is that each season you get a whole fresh cast, and it's like all these actors that you you love. Like, I mean, like as much as we love like Michael Imperioli, it's like I would. I also love like other actors, and I would love to see them no, on definitely. the White Lotus. You know, definitely. So, yeah. I wouldn't mind I, a fresh I, I cast. I think I'll be happy with whatever they put out. Yeah, totally. And we will be ready to theorize and get more right. Yes. Because now we know. Yes, we, we know that we know the central themes already. We can, we can start theorizing before even. <laughs> we can just write yeah. this. We'll we can send him in a script. <laughs> We're gonna write it. Who who do we got starring in ours? Ooh. Okay. This is oh Hen- man. Henry Cavill. I'm bringing in Shut the fuck Henry up. Cavill. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't want Henry Cavill on the White Lotus? Why does Henry Cavill want it? Like, why does he need to be in every show? (laughs) What would he even be? Okay. Maybe he's like a posh posh British man. I I could go with that. And I'm bringing Peter Dinklage in. I like that. I do like that. I like the idea of, like, Shane being amped up to Cameron being amped up to Henry Cavill's character. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) The evolution of it, yeah. That would be a great evolution if he was, like, the British version of Cameron and just, like, even worse. That'd be pretty good. Gotta think of like HBO actors, people who've been in other HBO shows, because that's like that's they're pretty much sourcing a lot of these characters in that way, which is a good thing. I would like to see Naomi Watts. That's my pick. That's a good one. Naomi Watts, that is a good pick. I think she's she's my favorite actress, I wanna say. So that that is Yeah, that that'll that'll be my loose pick for most things, but just want her in more shows. That's pretty good. I would like to see Amy Adams. Oh, that'd be cool. I really like Amy Adams in like a, a lot of movies that she's in, and I think she would be good in a show like this. Um, I don't know what kind of role for her, but she's done an HBO show. So. Yeah, awesome. I know if she, they're sticking yeah, to their did. HBO alumni. Exactly. Yeah. Do you guys want to call it there, or any last picks? I think I've said everything I wanted to. All right. Yeah, I think I'm good. Thanks, That's... guys. <laughs>